Well, we got Brad with the Corn Belt Crappie Tour. Welcome to the program, Brad. I appreciate it, Dave. Well, you just wrapped up the first uh, crappie tournament of the season. Uh, uh, how did opening day go? I'll tell you what, it went. I thought it went really well. You know, we had some high winds and crappy weather, but, you know, we had 10 boats show up and they, they toughed it out. And uh, we caught a lot of good fish today. I mean, some guys struggled. I mean, I struggled. We only caught one fish, but we had one team that only caught zero. And then we had one team that had three fish, and then the rest of them all had their limit. They all had seven. And, you know, that's just tournament fishing. You know, sometimes you're just not going to get into them, you know. But, uh, yeah, it went pretty well, though. I mean, overall for the weather and the storm damage the night before and, you know, we were a little worried, but it, it came out on top. We, we had a good time, and a lot of people caught a lot of big fish for sure. So, Yeah, it was cold and it was windy. And then uh, uh, what about this? when you have a storm like that, you think that uh, uh, affects the fishing? And, you know, did it affect any access to uh, – uh, I know there's a lot of people without power and some people without roofs and trees that ain't oh. the ground anymore and all that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, with, with that front coming in after that tornado that came through Sloan and uh, uh, Coralville, I mean, it just it just made the crappie just go lockjaw. I mean, it's it usually like that sometimes. And you really got to get, you know, really got to put that bait right on their nose. And, you know, it's just it makes it very tough fishing for sure. You know, and all my heart goes out for everybody that got hit with a tornado or lost power. Or, you know, that's bad news, and we'll be praying for you. But, yeah, we, we got it in. And, I mean, we were at the bait shop this morning, and, you know, he was showing us pictures of the tornado picking up his shelter and moving it about a, about 150 yards. And, uh, but, you know, Hookset Big Company takes care of us, and he was open at 5 a.m. for us, so. We appreciate that from him. So just uh, the shows the resiliency of Iowans, you know. Uh, uh, but the, uh, you know, just real quick, I just want to shout out to all the, you know, that that where that tornado hit was right in the heartland of the Round Guy Radio family, and uh, uh, very Absolutely. close to my house, and uh, all the ta little towns that uh, uh, depend on us for news and things, and. Uh, we're praying for you, hoping that everything's uh, okay. And it looks like to me, everybody was rallying a lot of support. Uh, seemed like there was a, a truck that came out and gave away, gave free meals out, and uh, a Kyoto, one of those traveling uh, trucks, just came out and just gave everybody free meals. You know, just to make sure everybody was okay. So uh, that was that was a, a good. Uh, that's what I was about. And uh, the other thing we're about is crappie fishing. So. Uh, you did have some guys get some crappie. Uh, some of it was a little, little bit here and a little bit there, and some of it was all right at the last minute. Uh, let's kind of go over Absolutely. the uh, uh, what, what were you expecting, uh, considering the conditions, and uh, what, what was the results there? Well, I tell you what. So we were expecting not a good day for crappie fishing. We just weren't. And you know, some of these guys really put it together. You know, the winner was Dick Stupka, and I probably said his last name wrong, and he'll yell at me later, but that's okay. But, you know, he ended up with over 11 pounds, and I think he had a big fish, over two pounds. And, you know, it was funny, and when I was interviewing during our live, he said, yeah, he goes, I caught those fish 10 minutes before uh, we got to put our lines out. 
you know, and that's just crappie fishing. You get over the top of them, you can really put them in the boat really fast, and, you know, and that's what put him over the edge, and that's that's why he, he won it because he was resilient and just kept putting his head down and getting after it. You know, kudos to him. And, and uh, you know, and the guy that got second place, you know, he's from there. It was Chad Peters. He was on the on Yeah, one we of the talked to Chad. Yeah, we talked to Chad. And, Old home you know, team. Chad, yeah, Chad did a good job. You know, he had, uh, he had, I think, three 10 inches or two 10-inch crappie, and uh, that hurt him, right? And that's why he got second place, and he knows that. And, uh, you know, that's just, that's just crappie fishing. That's tournament fishing. You know, you can't, can't get them all. But I tell you what, he had some big fish. He had a really good bag. And, you know, our third place, third place team was uh, Garrison's uh, son and uh, dad team and you know they're from muscatine and they came out to Coryville and I, I thought they put a pretty solid bag together you know it's just they didn't find any kickers and you know and that's what you got to have to win these tournaments is you know you need to you need to get a two pounder or you know close to that two and a half kicker and, you know they just didn't have that so that's why they got third and but you know coming out and fishing in 40 degree weather with 30 mile an hour winds and putting any bags together like that, that that's kudos to them because that's tough to do because you know, when, when that wind's blowing and you're trying to hold on that spot, you're just all over the place. And you know, it, it takes a really good person on that trolling motor to keep you there. Hat, my hat goes off to those guys. Yeah. Well, was there any commonality among the baits or, or, uh, uh, any of the, the sponsors, uh, products out there that were really performing today in this cold weather stuff? Well, I tell you what, it sounded like a purple chartreuse, a purple body chartreuse body, or chartreuse tail, was, uh, we had three guys that used that, that did really well, and then, uh, you know, the Iowa, we call it the Iowa color, which is a blue body and a chartreuse tail. Uh, that's, those two colors are always hot in Iowa. Uh, they, they always do a good job. They always catch fish. And uh, that seemed to be the, the common theme was today was purple and chartreuse and blue and chartreuse. But, you know, when I say, when you say it's, you know, different, you know, what I heard today was Jinko fishing, just another crappie bait, the crappie shed. Um, I think there was a couple crappie magnets. Uh, what was the other one? I'm messing. There was one more. Oh, top hat jigs. So that was kind of what we heard today. And a lot of guys using braid. Uh, a lot of guys using fluorocarbon. And we had a few guys use mono for line. And uh, we did have a spider rigger that, uh, for you know, a very interesting technique that catches a lot of fish. That's kind of considered old school now since LiveScope came out. But you know, that's still a very effective way to catch fish. And you know, I think he got fifth. So kudos to him for doing that and sticking what you're good at. But uh, the other guys were all just using long poles, just one pole in their hand and, you know, anywhere from a 13-foot to a 15-foot rod and, you know, jigging them. So, but that's kind of what we saw today. Well, who were some of the sponsors that helped put this thing together? So we got the crappie shed, we got top hat jigs, Jinko fishing, B&M fishing, uh, Cass Cray, 
Pops Jigs, Ruben Flores Jigs. Uh, I'm sure I'm missing somebody. I apologize, but that's all I can think of at the time. Okay. Oh, Jinko, Jinko Fishing. Okay, well, uh, uh, well, I know uh, the guys, uh, was anybody having success on the live baits? You know, uh, we, I, I think it was kind of mixed, really, uh, really 50-50. Uh, we had Chad Peters' team did use live bait. Uh, they said that that's pretty much the only thing they would bite. Uh, and we had a couple guys, uh, I think the spider riggers were using live bait. So we, I think we had four guys use live bait. The rest of them were all jigs, plastics, plastics and, and hair jigs. Okay. Well, what name, name that uh, bait shop that, that, uh, everybody was using today. So it was called hook set bait company and that's in Salon, Iowa. Well, he's got live bait. Yeah. He's got live bait. He's got catfish stuff. He's got crappie stuff. He, and, you know, he's a newer bait shop, but, man, is it nice. He's got a great parking lot for, you know, that way if you got a boat, you can just circle in there. You don't have to back up or nothing. You know, got a super nice guy. Uh, was very pleased that he opened it early for us. He opened at 5 a.m. for us. So was very pleased with him. And, you know, his minnows lived all day. We used them all day. So was very happy with it. Okay. Well, uh. I know you got some uh, uh, you, you got some winners for me to talk to, but I want to know where yeah. uh, I I do know that you had uh, 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 the one guy called Home Team there. He was from Coralville. Uh, yep. You had a guy from Des Moines. I think you had a team from Muscatine. But uh, where else was what, where all did you have people from? So we had people from uh, Omaha, Nebraska, uh, Sterling, Nebraska. We had guys from Cedar Rapids in Iowa. Uh, you said Muscatine. We had guys from uh, Coralville and Des Moines, and uh, whoops, I think that was it. Yeah, I think that was it. So a lot of a lot of good guys, you know, all around Iowa. So that it was a really good turnout, really. All right. Well, when's the next tournament? So the next tournament is April 29th at Sailorville Lake. They're in uh, Des Moines area. Okay. Well, uh, we can't wait for for the next one. I think we'll get a little better weather. It'll be a little warmer. We might be uh, uh, hitting the spawn, and uh, things might really change. But I really want to congratulate the the all the guys that really did uh, go out there in what is certainly challenging conditions to put uh, some serious uh, slabs in the bag there. Uh, well, uh, you've got some. Uh, Tell me the tell me the names of the of the guys I'm going to be talking to here. So you'll be talking to Chad Peters, Dan Bruce, uh, Nick Stupka, and Jim Garrison and Jimmy Garrison. Okay. All right. Well, uh, uh, get me those guys' numbers, and we'll put it together and put this episode together. Thanks, Brad. Uh, we've been talking to Brad, uh, 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 who's running the tournament, and he's got the, the some of the winners, and we're going to talk to him about. Uh, uh, what was a uh, well, what fishing under what Winnie the Pooh would call a blustery day? I guess. Absolutely. All right, thanks. We got Jim Garrison. Uh, he is of Muscatine, Iowa, and uh, he was in the crappie tournament. Finished in the top uh, three. Finished third. Uh, welcome, to the program, Jim. Thank you. 
Well, uh, it had to be pretty tough sledding out there, uh, considering, you know, the storm, the, the hellfire that came down the day before, uh, you know, the weather patterns can, can change fish. (coughs) It wasn't particularly warm. It was pretty, pretty windy. (coughs) So what, what was it like just to kind of brave the elements, uh, and, and get out on the lake and do some fishing? So like you said, it, it was windy. I think you'll hear that from about everybody. Um, cold wind was brutal. You know, our first spot we went to where we had some big fish found it, it was right looking right into the wind. Um, there was no protection from it. Ended up not finding our fish there. Had to move on to some other places. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, you had to make some adjustments. Well, let's, uh, let's back up a little bit and I just want to first talk to you about uh, your journey to become a, a a fisherman, a crappie fisherman in particular. I don't know if you have been in other tournaments, if this is one of your first ones or you, you've been in others. And uh, But just tell me some some of your best moments. Uh, uh, what what led you down the path where you start fishing, you know, and a little bit about your background of fishing and, and why it's become a passion of yours that you're, you know, spending some time out there on a lake on a cold day. So I started fishing, you know, since I could walk. Uh, my dad was a bass tournament fisherman for a lot of years. And um, like I said, since I could walk, I, you know, I used to fall asleep. He'd stick me in a compartment of the boat and run down river with me and I'd fall asleep in the boat. Um, but ever since then, I'm an outdoorsman. I, I hunt fish and I did some bass fishing tournaments myself. And then kind of got out of that years ago and did a lot, just started doing a lot of walleye and crappie fishermen fishing. And uh, just last year, my son and I decided to start doing some crappie tournaments together. And that's where we're at now. So is it a two-man team? Yes. And it was you and your son this time, huh? Yep. Well, you you're, you mentioned you're from Muscatine. If you want to be an outdoorsman, that's not a bad place to to do it uh you have a tremendous opportunities to hunt and fish uh in the muscatine area don't you yeah we uh we got the mississippi river um great fishing all species of fish uh, provides a lot of opportunity and you know we got a farm on the bluff not too far from the river where we do a lot of our hunting or on our own farm <clears throat> lots of opportunity yeah well, uh, this Coralville uh, 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 lake is it a is it a lake you fished before? Yeah, we 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 fished that lake quite a bit. Um, I really feel the last couple of years it has been down. Um, it is a pretty good fishery. Obviously, as you see, you know the guy that took first, he brought in some pretty big weights. The fish are there, um, but it boy, it was tough yesterday, especially fighting that wind. Yeah. Well. Uh, Let's let's get out in that wind and talk about uh, the conditions and uh, what I mean. Like, okay, so it's cold and it's windy, uh, it's, uh, and you're also post a, a big storm that probably had to shock the fish a little bit. Um, what was it? What what type of baits or what type of techniques were you using where you did find some success and was able to finish in the top three? So we're we're using a lot of weight, pretty big jig heads, and running a weight above it. And uh, we use plastics, pretty large baits, straight tail plastic. And but uh, my partner, my son, uh, he mainly stuck with minnows, and he actually caught most of the big, bigger fish that we had. We just we just didn't fish real clean. 
um, missed some pretty good opportunities where we had fish to the top of the water and they come off and short hitting fish, but most of the fish were that we were catching. They seemed to moved up a little bit in a little, little bit shallower water, uh, eight to 10 foot range from where we were catching them pre fishing. And, uh, but they were, they were down in the brush. Most of them were. What were you using night crawlers? Or were you using, uh, uh minnows or, or, uh, what so we we use minnows and uh, plastic baits so as well. Minnows and plastic baits, and uh, yeah. was there any particular color or anything that they were uh, uh, that they were kind of uh, hip to? On the plastic baits, I we kind of had our best luck on red and chartreuse. That's usually to me that's a pretty good bait on cloudy days. Um, I thought the water would be maybe per, be pretty muddy after that bad storm, but it actually was the the water was in pretty good shape, really. All right. Well, let me just talk to you about the different. Let's say you uh, you're fishing in clear water or you're fishing in cloudy. Uh, what? How do you how do you approach those two type of things? So uh, clear water, a lot of times, uh, go a little smaller on baits, um, more natural colors. You know, your dirtier stained water, brighter colors, usually. Mm -hmm. um, fish tend to be a little deeper in your clear water. All right. Well, what about depth? What what depth were you finding the fish at uh, yesterday? We, we were finding our better fish about 8 to 10 feet. 8 to 10 right, feet? Right down into the brush. And you were you, you were finding a place where they were, they were hanging out where they had some cover? Yep. All right. Now, were you on uh, Coralville Reservoir or did you fish at Lake McBride? No, we're on Corville. Was there any of the any of the fishermen that did fish over there at Lake McBride, or was pretty much everybody at Corville? Pretty much everybody was at Corville. There was one boat on McBride. Um, Corville just has the better quality fish on it. Okay. Well, uh, I, you mentioned uh, your son at least had a sponsor. Uh, could you tell me a little bit about the uh, uh, about the the company that the fishing product that is supporting you guys and. Uh, Maybe helping you land some of these fish. So sniping braid. It's a braided fishing line. Um, we use a 12-pound braid. Um, it's a real small diameter braided line. Very tough. I uh, really like the line. Um, feel the most sensitive bites, and uh, it's a good, good, strong line. And then uh, black speck crappie. Uh, we wear some of their clothing. Uh, pretty stylish clothing. Looks good. Keeps us warm. Good. And then uh, cornfield crappie, uh, that's what we run for our mounts, for our, our monitors, our live scope, and side scan. Well, have you been in this corn belt uh, crappie tournaments before? Yeah, we fished it all last season as well. Okay, and, so uh, and, and you mentioned you've been in some bass tournaments and, and uh, maybe some other events. Uh, uh, what is it about uh, the corn belt tournament that you wanted to put some time into you're willing to uh brave some pretty uh uh whether you gotta be pretty brave to brave in the first place yeah so the the crappie fishing just seems a little more relaxing so i thought <laughs> uh, but the all the people that we've met in the corn belt trail really nice people everybody helps each other out um it's a group, really great group of guys um kind of a family friendly uh club uh like i said i fish it with my son um bass fishing never really got that sense of the tournament trails with that 
<coughs> so well, anyway, uh, well, uh, we have been talking to uh, a father-son team from Muscatine who uh, uh, regaled us with his day, uh, fairly productive day, finished him in the money uh, on the crappie trail. You're off to a, a, a good start. I bet you have a, a you're probably in the running for the uh, uh, championship now. Uh, are you gonna are, are are you gonna be in some of the other ones? Do you know which ones you're gonna be in? Yeah, we we plan on fishing all of them. That's the plan for now. Um, Sailorville is is the next one, I believe, April thirtieth. That'll be the next one we fish. All right, we'll stick around. We'll hear from uh, the second and uh, uh, first place winners. But thank you for being with us. Thank you. Well, we've got the number two uh, uh, winner, uh, and also the guy with the biggest fish. Uh, oh, he did win the, the biggest fish. Uh, it's, it's our old friend Chad Peters from Coralville, Iowa, who was, uh, we were calling him home team because he is on uh, defending his home turf. Uh, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks, Dave. Glad to be on. So you had uh, a, a partner. Uh, it's a two-man deal, right? Yeah, you can take me solo, but yeah, there's most teams where uh... – uh, we're, we're doubled up. Yep. So, uh, boy, tough weather. Uh, you had the big storm the day before that just, uh, uh, punched a hole in a lot of stuff. And then, uh, you know, it had to affect the fish some, uh, and then it was a kind of a cold and windy day. Uh, actually is a, a lot of wind, uh, uh, way more wind than uh, normally you'd fish in, wouldn't it? it? It was absolutely crazy windy, especially in the beginning, you know, we, once we launched, I mean, it didn't matter direction you were going, whether you were going upriver or downriver, it was a battle. And uh, it, it definitely did turn the water up good. I mean, it was the boat ramp itself right by the dock. It was so milky and muddy and dirty and all the debris in the water from the high winds. And, yeah, we were all kind of scratching our head going, huh, wonder if everything we thought we knew was going to work probably isn't after looking at all that. But obviously the results tell the story. Well, I think that's kind of the story of fishing, isn't it? I mean, uh, uh, once you get everything figured out, where things are, where the fish are holding up, the weather changes, uh, something changes, wind changes, the temperature changes, and uh, it just resets everything, doesn't it? It never seems to fail. Tournament day weather always is the opposite of all the pre-fishing days. It never does fail. But... You know, and that you're right. That is fishing, and that that's what makes tournament fishing even that much more interesting. You know, it's it's it makes it a level playing field for all the anglers. And you got to be kind of flexible. All right, so uh, the weather's windy, the weather's cold. Uh, um, are there any strategies? Do you got any kind of lures or any techniques that uh, uh, you go deeper, you go shallower, uh, you go to live bait, you go to uh, uh, you got water conditions that could be different. I heard some of it was clear, and you're saying um, some of it was uh, was a little uh, uh, milky too. Absolutely, and I, I guess I'll start out with the strategy part of it. Was we knew right away that we were going to have to find an area um, that we knew held fish, but also that was you know somewhere somehow some way out of the wind, and uh, we end up finding a uh, a north shore. Um, with some with some brush in it, and uh, we pretty much well kind of just stayed in that whole area that though was probably a couple hundred yards long, and we just worked back and forth through that whole area. And 
we came to find out that that area was also clear um, of debris and also a little cleaner water. So, you know, obviously that worked in our favor as well. But uh, as far as baits go, we we stayed with a two-inch bait, um, consistently fishing color of uh, purple and chartreuse or uh, even purple and silver. Um, and we did not even use a light minnow. We've had them but we didn't use them, didn't need to. And I'm sure glad because, boy, sticking your hands in a cold, wet metal bucket didn't seem that much fun. <laughs> well, uh, I want to, I mean, I've, I've heard stories. Uh, I think I heard the story of the guy that, that actually wins. Uh, uh, he has like one fish in the boat till there's like 10 minutes before the, the uh, before you can't fish anymore. And he just all of a sudden gets on top of them and, and just starts throwing them in the boat like there's no tomorrow. What was your day like? When was the first, what? How long did you fish where you caught your first one? Was it consistent through the day, or did you just finally get over top of them and start and, and get most of your fish all in like a 10-minute or 15-minute time? And see, and that was just the entire opposite of what we had. Our experience was once we got set up and it was time to put lines in the water, you know, at 8 o'clock, we, we found fish immediately. I mean, our bite came fast and furious in the first, uh, first three hours, four hours. Um, and then after that, it was, we got ourselves in fish in that time, but we struggled to find anything that we could uh, call out of the live well and, you know, just go for a bigger uh, kicker fish towards the afternoon. Now, like Nick, you know, yeah, he, he did. He, he, that guy is an amazing fisherman. You know, he got his last six fish in the last 10 minutes per se. I mean, he just amazing. Found a spot and he landed on him and he got him to eat. And that's what he's good at doing. Yeah. I mean, you... we, cross, we did cross paths with him one time on the lake when we went out looking around. But, you know, when I, we didn't, I have no idea where he caught him or how he caught him, but he caught him, and that's all that matters. Well, um, you know, I guess this is a, a don't give up till the last minute kind of a speech here, I guess. Oh, sort of absolutely. That. Or it seems to be a strategy that would pay off. You know, you can go from a zero to hero in short order. Uh, Absolutely. Well, what depth were you catching the fish at? We, we've actually fished shallow. I mean, shallow here in Iowa, when you say shallow, you're thinking six foot of water or less. And a lot of our fish came by between five and four foot of water. If you can believe that. Mm -hmm. yep. And the water temperature we were finding was right about 47, 48 degrees. It kind of fluctuated back and forth right there. I think we've seen 48 and a half maybe as the sun came out a little bit later in the day and we we're still up in that shallow water, but it, water temperature's cold and, you know, when they, they'll, they'll, they'll go shallow. Most people think they stay deep, you know, when it's still cold water, but we found them up there. Or were you pulling out any bluegills or bass or, or any other species that weren't crappie? We actually did not uh catch any other species <laughs> uh if anybody's listening that's familiar with live scope you can you can almost uh decipher the, the type of fish that you're fishing for crappies are very distinct on the screen um but you can also see when there's a big catfish coming in or something that you know you almost want to avoid uh you, nobody wants to tangle with that mess when you're you know you're fishing for crappies in a brush pile they'll get you all tangled up so it, it it's beneficial so, uh, if you just want to target crappies, what's the best bait uh, where you're not going to, you know, accidentally catch some bass or bluegill or, or, or catfish or whatever's coming 
you know, it just happens to be in the area of walleye or something. I, you know, best bait, I don't know, you're mimicking a fish, a bait fish, you're liable to catch just about anything and, and they'll catch you off guard too. I mean, I've had fish come just screaming out of nowhere and truck your bait. And the next thing you know, you've, you've got a, you know, a three pound bass on your crappie rod. So uh, best bait, you know, what we use a lot of plastic jigs, a lot of hair jigs. Um, and, you know, like I said, the occasional minnow, but no, it just, you take that risk when you're you're fishing amongst you know the brush and what have you. Well, uh, I also like the taste of bass and crappie and uh, <laughs> bluegill and, and the other stuff to, that comes in there too. So uh, uh, I'm not one to complain about getting a mess of different kind of fish. But uh, let's talk about cooking uh, crappie. What's your favorite uh, uh, way to prepare it? Well, I mean, I I am that guy that loves them deep fried. I have a, a almost a commercial grade uh, deep fryer at my home here, and uh, I utilize that. I, I I love beer battered crappies. Um, uh, I mean, I'll take a cornmeal fried crappie too. But I mean, how can you beat a, a good greasy, uh, you know, beer battered deep fried crappie fillet? But I'll blacken them. I'll make crappie cakes. Uh, my wife and I like to do that every once in a while. I got a recipe from uh, a fella out of uh, Louisiana that's just amazing um and we blackened them on the flat uh blackstone um yeah. so well, i'm with yeah, you on on the frying them that's my favorite way uh i could just eat crappie all night long that is uh, my favorite kind of fish to eat i don't know what what you like the best uh oh hands down uh, i mean yeah, that right next to a bluegill i love bluegill i, I just don't like cleaning them <laughs> yeah there, there there's there's that uh well, uh, got any sponsors or anything you want to uh, thank for uh, helping you get to these tournaments or helping you catch some fish? Well, I personally don't have any sponsors, but I would like to thank uh, my wife and, and Dan's wife both for you know, letting us take these Saturdays and the day before is to you know really focus on it and and uh, you know dive in deep, all in, you know, and be able to put family life and home life uh, aside for a day and or two and focus on focus on the tournament so yeah just that and and um nope no sponsors but hey that's okay well uh round guy radio is gonna uh uh mark you down as preferred uh, uh fisherman uh, <laughs> for the rest of the rest of the trophy so uh uh if you have our support uh there will be no check but there'll be a little support there uh, that's that's all right we'll uh, take it uh, we'll take for it. you but you are off to a hot start and uh, uh there's a season of fishing here uh um i guess you you know have to be uh uh one of the guys that uh, got some points on the board to carry through for the season tournament are you are you going to fish all the all the 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 uh events uh likely um you know, less weather changes some things but yeah i mean it's uh what yeah like you said what a way to start well, Chad and Dan, his partner, uh, what was your total weigh-in? Our total weigh-in was uh, just over eight and a half pounds. All right. Well, uh, these are hardy men that fished, uh, uh, that, uh, some very experienced fishermen uh, that did that uh, had a mighty battle, and uh, Chad came out second. So uh, we're going to go ahead and post this episode here, uh, and we'll give you a separate episode with the champion. And we'll do that each week where we'll uh, talk to Brad uh, about that. And if he's one of the uh, uh, 
winners ever, which he wasn't this time. Uh, uh, we, we might talk to him again, but uh, Chad Peters is uh, one appearance behind Brad is all time uh, uh, fisherman on round guy radio. So we, we appreciate you. Congratulations on the tournament. And uh, maybe we can uh, talk with you again. Uh, you can help us handicap the next event uh, at the end of this month, isn't it? Yes. Yes. And again, I'd like to thank, uh, thank you for, for this opportunity and also thank Brad and the Corn Belt Crappie Trail for all they've done for us. All right. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, uh, I hope you enjoy this fishing episode. We're going to keep coming whether you do or not. Thanks anyway. <laughs>